Welcome to the Locked on Cavs podcast. I'm Chris Manning. My co-host Evan Damrell is with me. We got a special guest today, Mac Robinson from 92.3 The Fan. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Colin Sexton meniscus injury, what that means for him, what that means for the team, and we're going to talk about what the Cavs are now that they've played 11 games, just had a two uh, nice 2-0 weekend for the Cavs, and now... They're going to be back with a busy week. Uh, that's all coming up today on Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out today at rockauto.com and make sure you tell them that Locked On sent you. <laughs> You are Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, as noted at the top, we have friend of the program, the one, the only Mac Robinson with us. Mac, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to finally hop on. Always love listening to you guys. So figure oh. it's uh, it's about that time. Evan, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. Uh, it's good to have a fellow fellow connoisseur of the fine foods at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse with me finally. <laughs> as Chris has only gone to games as a fan so far this year. Yeah, I, again, I prefer the but, word spectator. Fan, spectator because he wants to be. You know that Mort tweet about how he's in an LA coffee shop seeing talking to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Chris was that person. It was just Chris talking to himself and said coffee shop about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, with my actuals, with actual beings, including my father. But you know, Evan, Evan just has some issues he needs to go figure out. But we'll we'll talk no, about your that. Your dad, That's, your dad's analysis was great. I my want, dad. I've already Mac, come on the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, my dad, for the listeners, is extremely out on Lowry marketing, and it's extremely funny because it took him about half a quarter to just be like, I am i don't need to see this guy play basketball. But, uh, guys, let's start with the, the bummer of the news. And, Mac, let's go to you first because, obviously, the guest, but Colin Sexton suffered a meniscus tear uh, that we don't know the full severity of as of right now. There's no timetable exactly set for his return per the Cleveland Cavaliers. So... That injury happened Sunday. He played 13 minutes in that game left. Um, and we don't exactly know when he's going to come back. It's probably going to be a while, we, we would gather. But when, Mac, when you saw this news come through, what was your reaction to, to that injury? You know, to be honest, I was really disappointed, mainly because of the fact that, you know, it seemed like Colin, it, it was a tough, a tough situation for him, obviously, adjusting to the new type of role that he was in this season. But at the same time, you know, it seemed like he was really kind of getting more and more comfortable uh throughout the season as we've gone on but you know for him it, it really seemed like he was kind of taking on a little bit of that leadership type of role along with Darius uh Garland early on this season but between the two of them you know I felt like they were kind of spearheading this uh resurgence that we've seen so far this season and so for him to go down and really be that primary scorer at least that we have seen you know outside of Jared and uh Darius who's been handling the offense you know I, I look at Colin and I do think that for him, I just felt I felt pretty bad just because obviously this is a contract year for him. So bummer news for him. But, you know, for the Cavs, I'm also kind of wondering and I think that this could be an opportunity for uh, Darius to step up and take that that leap that we've been seeing him, you know, slowly but surely take these last few games, especially. But I think that this is a jumping off point for him where I think that he can all of a sudden start to evolve that game uh, that we've seen from him so far this season. 
this is kind of a question just for the uh, the roundtable in general, really. But do you think? I mean, kind of doing the math on this, the NBA's protocol for COVID, at least for Larry Marketing and Kevin Love, is ten days removed. I think we're almost a week removed from. By the time they play Washington, it'll be seven days for Larry. It'll be more than ten days for Kevin, and they have to pass a cardiovascular test. Uh, Chris Fieber reported that there's a good chance Isaac Okoro will be available Wednesday against Washington as well. It's incredibly unfortunate what happened to Colin, but do you also think it's kind of ideal timing in a sense where the Cavs are getting hopefully some bodies back while they lose Colin? Because like Max said, he's adjusting to a new role in this new offensive hierarchy for Cleveland. I think I've been keeping track of the touches like – his hardcore fans have, but I look at him every now and then, and I know like the, the clear dichotomy is Garland, Rubio, Mobley, then Sexton in terms of touches per game. So, and like uh, Collins averaging a career worse in terms of points per game too. He's averaging sixteen points per game this year, which is lower than his rookie season by point four points. So, do you guys think that maybe if they, I guess, just like long question in a shorter form, do you think the Cavs will be better off? at least when they get some bodies back just to kind of soften the blow of losing Colin. Mac, you take this first. I'm going to say yes, because the one thing that I've thought for, for the longest and this year, I think especially is, is an interesting case, but you know, I feel like given where the Cavs had taken Colin, the, the fact that it was that, that first year, uh, his rookie year was the first year after LeBron. I felt like a lot of expectations for him to kind of be that face of the franchise we're kind of put on him at that point. So it felt like at least when we started the season, like, yeah, you're going to put Colin out there. He's your best scorer. But now that we've seen kind of a, a an even distribution when it comes to the scoring aspect of the offense, I, I really feel like the defensive side that we're going to get out of Isaac Okoro, I want to see how that meshes with the rest of these guys. Because given the fact that, again, he's been more aggressive off the ball, kind of heading towards the basket. And, you know, Colin, he's been getting a lot of his scoring inside the three-point arc at this to this point. You know, I, I look at what Colin has brought to the table so far, and I wonder how Isaac Okoro can kind of fit into that type of role and just the kind of difference in production between those two and what you're able to kind of take from that. So I think that this is an interesting, like you said, I think this is an interesting time more than anything for them to be getting a Coro back with Sexton going down just to see how this offense kind of plays with him in there as well. Yeah, I think that's right. I think the Okoro part of this is interesting because I think there's like, I think like there's going to be an impulse from JB to like start Rubio, but I kind of just wonder if it, you want to keep the easy staggering with Rubio coming off the bench and, and what that provides. You can still play him late in the game. Um, I also just like think Okora would provide something needed for, for the starting lineup and some cover for Darius in certain ways defensively. So I just want to see that. The other thing that I, I to me that I've all I've thought about today is that I think this is just a bummer for Colin Sexton, the human being, because this is a really big year for his career. This mm -hmm. is last year of his rookie scale deal. He's staring down the barrel of a restricted free agency. He's as Mac, you know, has said, and I think has been one of the big themes of the season. He's trying to figure out what his new role is and he's trying to get comfortable in that new role. That is both, you know, as a as a guy who has to play with a little bit less of the ball in his hand, that's a guy who um, I think we've seen some actual defensive improvement from him. And you know, he got real some he's done some good, better job at least of navigating screens. Um, you know, you can look at the on off numbers; they don't paint paint the prettiest picture of his impact on the Cavs right now. They are what they are. I don't know if I totally buy exactly what they are, but for Colin, this is just like a really inopportune moment for this to happen. There's never a good time for an injury, right? But if he's going to miss, let's say, somewhere between 
you know, let's say eight weeks. Let's just say it ends up being somewhere in that eight week range for this. The Cavs are going to take on an identity in that time. They're going to figure some stuff out that where they can use him, where they, how they can find success without him in that time. He's going to come back to a team that has found its footing in a different way, provided no other injuries happen. And, and it could be a Cavs team that, you know, we'll see where they go. We're going to get into this, but like this is a Cavs team that right now is seven and four. He's played a part in that success. I wouldn't say he's been the driver of said success, but he's a guy that's just in this position where like there's no one that has more on the line this season than him, I would argue. Like, yes, Kevin Love wants to figure out what the next stage of his career is. You know, marketing is trying to find his footing. You know, even Okoro needs to find his footing to some degree. And like Garland, you know, will be extension eligible, but none of them are staring down that reality more aggressively than Colin Sexton. And like that just makes this really tough. And he's again, he could come back to a situation that is morphed without him in in, in around. And like that's just I just as a human being I, and knowing how much like his life is like playing basketball and and being in shape and working on it like that is sort of what drives him in a very distinct way. I just think this sucks for him. And I just like hope that he can navigate this correctly. Just hope he can, you know, stay active in some way. And I just hope that this process goes cleanly because like it's just this, this it's it's not fair to like speculate about like what the injury could mean for him long term. I think that's like a very tricky ground to go on. But this is just like an absolute bummer for a guy that has been pretty healthy to start his career. This is a bad injury, and it's just at a worst possible time in in the most pivotal year of his career so far. It's just that that's all I've been thinking about with this Colin thing. And well, you know, the basketball stuff obviously matters to you. you guys. Have both done a much better job than I did talking about that. But like, it's just a really tricky situation for for him to be injured right now as the Cavs are doing what they're doing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like you, you empathize with Colin a lot here. But Chris, we should probably put a quick pin in this. It's we can speculate on this all day, but we don't really have well, a clear. Can I, time I'm going to ask you guys. Uh, yeah, oh. one, one more thing I want to ask you both. We've we've touched on it a little bit, but let's say everyone's healthy in the near to the near to immediate future. So you get Markin back, you get Love back. Okoro is is back from his hamstring. Oh. What <laughs> starting what starting five would you guys go? I thought this was going to be a way more loaded question no. where you say everyone's finally healthy. Who do you start? I'm like, Chris, no, 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 no. I, we're not yeah, going I, 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 if, um, if one of us was going to do that, his name would, his name would rhyme with Pevin or Devin or Kevin. There you go. There you go. That the, the last two names are actual names of person or name their child, but <laughs> you don't know. It me. really depends on how, I mean, JB's hell bent and determined to play this three big lineup. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to assume it's going to be marketing Mobley and Allen. And then at that point you see if Garland and Rubio, like you really stretch that out to its limit. And if that doesn't work, you put a Coro in, in his place or maybe even Jetty. If you want some three point shooting okay. instead, Mac, what would you go with? Um, could you give me the question one more time? Yeah. So everyone aside from Colin is healthy. So you get okay. love back, you get marketing back. Okoro's back. Who's your starting five in, in the interim while Colin is out. Um, in the interim, I, I'll put in, honestly, I, I want to say Rubio, but I think that like what you talked about a little bit, I think you stagger both of them. Um, so for me, I would put a Coro at the two. Uh, that was something that I kind of wanted them to, if they, if the Cavs were able to bring in another wing, I wanted them to kind of dabble with a Coro playing the two since, you know, again, he's at that six, five, six, six range. So at that point, maybe a little bigger for guards. So I think that that could be a matchup, uh, on defense that they could take advantage of in addition to all the switching that they're able to do with the big. So I would go ahead and put Isaac there, uh, since you still have the scoring pot that you can from Markinen, uh, as well as Allen and, and those guys. So I would say Garland, Okoro, uh, Markinen, 
Mobley and then Allen. Yeah, I think I'd go with that as well. I also just want to see at some point Garland, Okora, Windler, and then Mobley and yes. Allen. I would like to see that five just just <laughs> just for fun, just for a little a little taste. But Evan, let's go into a break. We got to pay some bills. Uh, first up is our friends at True Bill. Why don't you tell everyone about them? Sure thing. We sure do have to pay this bill truly with True Bill. Do you guys know that free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Do not, and I mean do not. I'm saying this seriously. Let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions to stop it today. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. And also, if you just want a friend. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million total. Like Matthew B., who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved 660 big ones for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 on my SiriusXM bill, and I also saved a cool $840 a year on car insurance. Matt, I hope you didn't cancel your car insurance, but either way, do not fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash NBA. That's Truebill.com slash NBA. It could save you literally $1,000 a year. That's such a good deal. I also got to tell you about our friends at Price Picks, uh, and with their promo code NBA, you can have access and let's just say even better access to the best nba dfs prop games on the market they offer more nba props than any other dfs prop operator and they offer all the superstar players as well as bench players only receiving a handful of minutes each game price picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns to interceptions throwing if you're doing football and every user that uses the promo code nba can receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars all you got to do you pick two to five players and it over under on their projections. You're going up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus those projected numbers. Price picks allows mixed sports entries. So you could take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the apps from Google play entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. And they offer safe and fast withdrawals. Do not hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and with the promo code NBA, Go to your app store and download the app today. Again, that's Prize Picks, and it is daily fantasy made easy. I love it. Evan loves it, and we know you uh-huh. love it too. Hey guys, any lingering Colin Sexton thoughts before we go on to what the Cavs actually are right now? Uh, I was just thinking about that ad read where how you'd bet the over on LeBron and the under on Mahomes. Like, you know, I wouldn't do that. I, that's a pretty yeah. safe bet right now with how bad Patty's been struggling. <laughs> yeah, let's just. <laughs> like, my that's why I made a face while you're reading the. We're reading that copy. I was just like. Actually, that's a pretty good bet. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. As as someone who owns Pan- Pat Mahomes in a dynasty league right now, it's not going good for you, boy. But, as someone um, who owns Tyree yeah, Kill, no, nicknamed boat as you. Someone, someone who has owns Tyree Kill, nicknamed Ty Freak in the sheets on the sleeper app. Um, <laughs> he's been really, really screwing the pooch for me this I'm season. I'm glad I'm not the only one that takes advantage of the nicknames in the sleeper app. So there thank we God. go. Right. 
think that's it's right. clear so we don't have any fleeting Colin Sexton thoughts. Thoughts, because like I said, <laughs> can't speculate on this too much because we don't have yeah. a clear timetable when he'll be back yeah. or whether or not he needs surgery. And also, yeah. I don't think it's really our business until the cast feel comfortable disclosing that information. Yeah, I mean, I, I think th- I, I there is some like to me like intrigue about how this stuff always happens, but I think like well, when they say like okay, he's just going to rehab or have surgery, like that will be the next sort of milestone in this. But all right, guys, mm-hmm. let's go into what the Cavs are again. They are seven and four. They have just won two games in a row against the Raptors and the Knicks. Two very different games, but two games is the rank seventh on the NBA.com's power okay. right now. I just now, saw 16th you on ESPN. <laughs> five and two. There's two fingers behind my <laughs> pop filter. Look, I have like you on Did half. Did OU screen. education teach you how to count? No. <laughs> I have you on half of a screen, and then I have cleaning the glass up. And they, the Cavs in that are seventeenth. Uh, Mac on half your screen. Wow, way Mac, to honor Mac, Max, Max, full. You, I cut off half your face. I see enough of you, buddy. <laughs> Cavs are seventeenth in net rating. They're an even after last night's game. Zero point zero in net rating. Straight even stuff for the Cavs. Uh, they have uh, an. Ex- they're right now expected win total of forty one games if they were playing at this rate for the whole season. That's kind of crazy. They are third in expected win difference. They are twenty third. Uh, excuse me, they are 15th in offense and then 18th in defense again after last night's game. They are um, in the league second against the spread. As, uh, as noted, friend of the program, Carter Rodriguez has noted, I believe he, he is first one pointed this out, and Evan mentioned it yesterday. They have not been a betting favorite in any game this season. So they are second against the spread. Uh, the only team better against the spread this year, Evan, can you guess who it is? Or Mac, can you guess who it is? Miami Heat. Really? Oh, Miami Heat, really? Miami okay. Heat, Miami Heat. First against the spread, third the Golden State Warriors. Um, what hashtag Heat culture, baby. Hashtag, yeah, hashtag <laughs> Heat culture. Just doing good for the fine folks down in Miami, Florida. But Mac, what do you think of this Cavs team so far? Like, are they better than you expected? Are they what you expected? Like, is this real? Like, what what do you just make of where we're at right now with this team? So I'll start by saying this: when LeBron left the second time, you know, my only all I wanted from this team was just to be fun. You know, I, 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 all I wanted from this team was to be a team that I was entertained by watching. I didn't need them to go to the postseason every single year or have that high expectation. I just wanted it to be fun basketball. And coming into this year, I thought that there was a possibility of that. I thought that the addition of Lowry marketing, I thought that was a, a curveball that I wasn't expecting, but at the same time, you know, I welcomed it. Um, but at the same time, you know, I thought that this was a team that could surprise some people uh, maybe win a few more games than people were expecting, but I thought that overall it would be an entertaining team to watch. Um, to say that I've been surprised at this point is a vast understatement, um, mainly because of the fact that it's not just the way it's not just the fact that they're winning. Because I know that was something that people have brought up because you know the team started out to a hot start last year. It, it's the fact that they're having comebacks and they're sustaining these wins uh, and they're sustaining leads towards the ends of the uh, towards the end of the ball game. You know, a game like Friday night, that seems like it would have been a a game that the Cavs lost last year by 15 instead of coming back and winning by one with a couple seconds left. So, you know, it's the fact that they're overcoming some of these uh, deficits and everything like that. But it's also the fact that it seems like they're growing up as a team, I I guess, is the the way that I kind of looked at it. So I think that they've overperformed to what I expected, but it's definitely a pleasant surprise and something that I think can be sustainable. Yeah, I, I, I know I was just talking about betting advice, and I know I told our listeners before the season to smash the under on the Cavs winning 26 well, you, and a half. 
you did, Ben did, Ben Axelrod did, and I did. We all were like, yeah, like this team's going to be better, but, but like smash that. I'm under. giving like betting like, advice left and right <laughs> it, as of this show because you mentioned the spread thing as well. Um, and I think I picked against the Cavs more often than not in most of our episodes too. So trust me, the, 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 the Mahomes, LeBron one's foolproof. I feel confident <laughs> in that one, but this Cavs team has exceeded my expectations so far. Um, they're like Max said, they're playing really fun basketball. I, I didn't think maybe scoring by committee was going to be a sustainable approach, but here we are. They have multiple double digit scores on a night to night basis during this four game winning streak of theirs they and where they went four and oh in the last week they have six players on average averaging double digit scoring and i mean colin sexton was one of those players so you slash one of those off but you still have five left and hopefully bringing marketing back in the fold hopefully bringing love back into the fold soon you're bringing isaac Okoro back in the fold soon like jb bickerstaff has his finger on the pulse of this team he is kind of tinkering and making stuff and work and figuring it out mm-hmm. in real time i think it's kind of encouraging and a feather in his cap to say that a lot of teams are frustrated and befuddled with the Cavs playing three seven footers to start games like Paul George, who the other player of the week, other than Jared Allen, we should probably mention that at the top Jared Allen, one player of the week for the Eastern conference folks. Good for him. Well-deserved, but Paul George, the Western conference player of the week said it was really frustrating. It's not really something he's seen before. So I think teams will figure that out eventually, but I think, this Colin Sexton injury as well, maybe Dylan when they're getting some more opportunity to get some burn too, maybe gives the Cavs the ability to go small as well. So they have been kind of saying where they go Garland, Rubio, Jetty, and Windler, and then either with Morgan like, and Allen. But it's like more, more conventional plus the yes, two bigs vis yes. otherwise. But the Cavs will then be a little bit more versatile instead of saying like, okay, at any given moment, we could have three bigs on the floor at any time, whether it's Dean Wade and then... Mobley and Allen being the consistent ones. You rotate between Wade, Markkinen, and Love at that point. So there's a lot of fluidity there, and I think the creativity JB has and the boldness that he is the willing to try this, it's just encouraging. And, like, they're fun. They're exciting. Um, another bet, maybe, if the Cavs do sustain. If they sustain a 41 win rate, like, JB Bickerstaff, I think, is going to lock up Coach of the Year honors because this Cavs team was picked to finish close to dead last uh, well, other than Detroit and Orlando. I- it might be more of like he gets buzzed for it because like I think they'll typically like award that for a team that finishes like very high up in the league. Like you typically get like like someone that wins that award is like a, a team that is like near the upper echelon of the league. Like an Eric Spolstra this year, if the Warriors keep playing at this pace, like Steve Kerr will get like like that's where I think well, that coaching will go. But I think Steve, Steve Kerr do Steph, go shoot some threes. Draymond, go do your thing. Jonathan Kumingo, I'm not gonna play you. Go down to the G. Okay, <laughs> this is you're 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 playing a bit here and I, I respect it. But not but like like that's i think i think but i think you just want to be on the ballot coaching opportunities by coaching a warriors team to like 40 something wins so i don't want to hear it (laughs) look there's still some craft there but i i think like jb deserves to be in a ballot and i think like if there's an award that i would say like feels like it is in the Cavs' favor, it's like Evan Mobley has been the best rookie in the league this year, and I I don't want to hear. I don't think there's. A, I think Barnes has obviously been very good. Um, you know, Caden Green are obviously doing different things right now, and you know, Franz Wagner is just like yamming on people down in Orlando. Been the best rookie in that team, vis a vis Jalen Suggs, Anthony Lima, your boy. What's going on, <laughs> Mac? I need you to tell him just unbelievable stuff. Jalen Suggs could have busted too, my dude. Unbelievable. I'll but, pass it along um, for you. I got you. Yeah, pl- please do. <laughs> After I went to bat for you and Chico came for your throat last week, unbelievable <laughs> stuff. 
trick-or-treat at age 25. I just want to put yeah, that Evan, out. There. Evan and I are going to come up with like some baseball bats and just like <laughs> go ham on people when they're mean to you. It's unbelievable. Respect my guy, Mac. Yeah, respect re- respect the Mac guys at 93 yeah. fan. But, but uh, after the break, I'm going to give you sort of my diatribe on this um, and, and why, I, why I think Evan is – correct about the adjustments part of this being what is coming next but evan tell everyone about our friends at rock auto i sure will this episode of locked on Cavs is brought to you by rock auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need winder often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low and for every customer. Go to go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. So if you're interested, go to rockauto.com right now and see the, all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Do You Care About Us box, they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out today at rockauto.com. All right, guys. So this is what this is where I'm at with this because I think the Cavs have been better than I expected. I think that's just in that's been true. I think Evan Mobley is, is pre, particularly as a scorer has been better than anyone could have expected. I think he's been really, really interesting, and he's adding stuff to his game. I think we're seeing improvement in passing under the short roll. I think he's already proven to be a lob threat when he's playing minutes as the five instead of as the four with Allen. And it's kind of hard to have two guys kind of filling that space. I think. Like the shooting against the Knicks was one of those moments where your eyebrows go up and you're like, oh, like, is this a thing he's going to just start kind of looping into his game a little bit? I think there is just going, there has to at some point, I think, be some regression because they're just so outplaying sort of what the numbers might think they're doing, what sort of what I think, like, like this isn't scheme proof. Like, this is a team that I think teams are going to like figure out how to more successfully attack the uh mobley the mobley stuff like i i i'm waiting for a team to just like when they when the Cavs switch uh when when like the let's say the whoever marken is guarding gets a screen set for him and allen switches let's say instead of like kind of meandering i'm waiting for a team to do a second re like a rescreen real quick and just like attack that and, and try to create some chaos out of that like there's little things or like the, the memphis game on the opening night when memphis was really good at getting its wings moving in space against marken and and they had Ja kind of as that engine, but they had Bain and they had other guys kind of operating in space there. Like those were things that hurt the Cavs. And, I, and I'm curious to see just kind of how some of this will play out and what kind of tweaks JB makes. I don't think we like partially due to the injuries and the health stuff, but like I don't think we've seen like a set rotation. I don't think we've seen like exactly like the 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 eight to ten guys he's like feels like when the chips get put down he feels comfortable with kind of rolling out there like that's i think why you've seen lamar stevens play like one night and then get benched for two games and come back in i think there i think like it seems like jetty osmond has played himself back into like real rotation minutes about 29 i think that feels right i think okor is obviously going to play a bunch when he comes back perhaps more than that they have like 30 minutes to fill with with sex on the sidelines I, I am curious to see just how this team evolves as we go forward because, again, I think there's stuff that is going to be sustainable. I think Mobley is one. I think the Allen Mobley pairing is another. I think Garland shot making is one. There's just other, and I think even some of the Rubio stuff. While he's never going to make eight threes like that in a game again this season, probably. Like I think he's had a real positive impact. Hater, please, <laughs> Evan. If he does that again, um, you can go. Uh, you can go. You have I'll to still go them. see Venom. Let them speak Carnage in theaters. I learned. I learned that the rapper Little Sims has. 
Little Sims did an appearance in that movie, and I may go see that movie just because Little Sims is a great no, rapper. You have to go see the movie because he lost a bet. And I saw the pre-order links for Amazon were available. I'm like, and I have Chris's address saved in my Amazon account because I bought him <laughs> Baby Joker Yoda. So I was like low-key tempted to just spend 15 of my dollars and send him like... <laughs> I would 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 have cashed Yappy back for that my guy I would have reimbursed you if you went I would have sent it back and it just would have been a never ending cycle of cash app and I would just forward it to your wife and then Leanne would just take it just Leanne just buys Leanne would 100% just cash out and profit on that but like I just I just want to see by the way in theaters Mac what's wrong with you my guy what's there's MCU uh, implications, Chris. I heard, these, I heard Matt, these. Matt, Matt you can't talk about it. Chris has to talk about look, it. I, I'm just waiting for for my my dear Paul Thomas Anderson licorice pizza, starring the son of Philip Seymour Hoffman and, and Alana Haim. I'm ready. Let's go back into the back into the valley. PTA in the 70s. It's it's for me. <laughs> Um, but I mean, do you guys feel, I mean, do you, do you, is there an adaption with what the Cavs are doing that like you want to see them make? Like, is there just something that you're skeptical about? Because we've been very positive. I am just still skeptical of the three big lineups, like being a thing that's going to last and be successful for the 82 game season. I just am like, I just need to see that for like a big, big chunk of time to feel that those are like real. Um, and yeah. I, cause like to this point, I think those have worked because Mobley and Allen are making those things work. I don't feel like it is like something that is like three pieces working together but that that might i might be wrong i'm notoriously not very smart so like what do you guys just think about like what doesn't work and if there's anything you're skeptical about that as we've seen so far evan do you want to do you want to start do you want me to go sure i'll go first i'm skeptical about the three bigs like chris said i think teams are going to figure that eventually there's going to be enough tangible tape to say like okay this is what cleveland is and isn't doing right with this this is how we can and cannot defend this or attack it in terms of offense um, I'm skeptical that right now at its core, like this Cavs team's playing really well. They beat the Knicks on a fluke Ricky Rubio game, much to Chris's point. Like, yes, Evan Mobley is incredible, but if it wasn't for Rubio, I don't really think the Cavs would be in that game necessarily. Um, I, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop because it's the cynic in me talking where I'll say, okay, this Cavs team has faced a few tests of adversity. I think their biggest test at this point is losing Colin Sexton. I can't. I can't read your phone right now, dude. Um, My wife says I'm smart. That means it's true. Continue. You are smart. You're very <laughs> smart, Chris. You're incredibly intelligent and a gifted writer. I enjoy editing your pieces. So. <laughs> Lost my momentum there. Thanks, Chuck. That, that's what you, this is just payback for all the times you've done that to me for being honest. Yeah. For keeping it for keeping it 100. Even one scundo. So yeah, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I think this Colin Sexton injury is their first real big test of adversity because yeah, Colin isn't scoring as much. He's adjusting to a new role, but he is a spark plug. He's a bucket getter. The Cavs are going to run into problems like they did against Atlanta when Colin Sexton is more so looking to get his teammates involved when instead he should have just been selfish and just take more shots. Like the Cavs are going to run into something like that where a team defends them well and they kind of fall apart and that youth and inexperience comes back to bite them. So I'm cautiously optimistic. They are exceeding my expectations so far. I'm enjoying every game on a night-to-night basis, even in some of these ugly losses like the Phoenix game. There's some fun stuff to glean from that still at the end of the day, but I think there's going to be more games like Phoenix, but Chris said they're on pace to win 41 games. So they kept it up at this rate. I don't from, think from like, well, that, that, that's from like the, what the number, like their win pace would be, I think different than that. But in terms of like 
what their like net rating and like all, like their numbers yes. would say. It, it's that, yeah. Just to be is clear. that adjusted with Sexton being out yet or no? No, this is just the as far as I understand it, the the Ben Falk's model of cleaning the glass is basically like here is what they have performed as as a team so far with mm-hmm. their numbers. This is what the team playing like this would do over the course of a normal eighty two game season. Like gotcha. that's how you can kind of project it out that way. Okay, so yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at, really. At the end of the day, like I'm. I'm cautiously optimistic. I think I'll remain cautiously optimistic, but I think there is going to be a, a time when things get a little ugly and they play Brooklyn soon. Washington's red hot. Like it's hard to believe Wednesday's game is going to actually be a highly anticipated like basketball nerd matchup. Um, but yeah, I need, I, I need, cautiously- I need a wizard. I need a rap. I need like Wale to like insult like a Cavs player. Like let's bring back the beef. Let's go. We need the Sean Stevenson, yeah. uh, Piss off Papi yeah, Jans again. What, yeah, yeah. What's what's the Sean up to? Can like can Kyle Kuzma like pick a fight with someone? Like I'm. I'm I ready. mean, he already like, said to free OBJ. So. Oh yeah. Oh, he's gonna get booed. Can't wait. <laughs> very excited. Very excited for the vibe around uh, one Kyle Kuzma. Mac, before we get out of here, anything you want you would kind of say? The Cavs are kind of got to navigate here as we kind of look ahead. Well, I think that given what happened last year, where constantly it was the the churning of injuries, it felt like when somebody would come back, somebody would go out. You know, this is that first big test, like what Evan was saying. You know, obviously you have Markinen and Love that were in the health and safety protocols, but you at least know you're getting them back in 10 days. But, uh, you know, at least when it comes to Colin, this is the first prolonged injury that we've seen them deal with. So I want to see how they're able to adjust with that and where they're able to get that scoring pop from as well. You know, I understand that Sexton isn't necessarily the uh, highest priority so far this year, but at the same time, he still has that scoring threat that other teams at least would have to make note of in the past. So I'm interested to see how they're able to adjust with that. Um, And my big thing has been the fact that I I feel like because of where this front office and this coaching staff is at, I feel like if they're still contending – at least not even to the point where they're at right now, but if they're like still in that hunt for a play in spot, um, I feel like they're going to be aggressive when it comes to the trade deadline. So for me, it's, you know, trying to see how long they're able to kind of keep this up and if they're able to get to that point where, okay, it's realistic for us to go ahead and jump out and jump out, try to trade for somebody. Um, and not to speculate or anything like that, but like looking at a team like new Orleans right now, that's, you know, floundering at this point. Uh, and given the previous relationship with David Griffin, you know, maybe that could be something that they, that they could go after. Um, but at the same time, you know, just seeing how long they're able to keep this up and if they're able to keep it up long enough to get to that point where they can go out and be aggressive uh, and go after somebody via trade and, you know, add on to what they already have currently. Yeah, and I think if they how aggressively they want to add on, do they like like what kind of future assets do they want to spend? Like what kind of like this is still a pretty young team that has a young core, but like are they willing to go and spend like some kind of protected future first on something? Like I would be very hesitant about trading any future draft capital just because that stuff can really replenish you and you need it. But yeah, I, I would like to see if how that shapes up. Again, there's gonna they're gonna get kicked in the teeth at some point. The sex injury is obviously like majorly just a problem for them to kind of figure out as they go. The rotations are going to change. They'll have adjustments. It's going to be uh, a ton of fun following this team. It's way, I think been way more fun and productive in some ways than we could have expected. Um, and I can't get Mac on again. Mac check him out at 92 through the fan um, on the boards running, being really the MVP behind the scenes, in my opinion. Um, and, and, you know, really good bronze tweets. Uh, 
really good everything. Mac, anything else you want to plug? Uh, yeah, so coming up on uh, November 19th, you guys can catch me filling in for Chico uh, from 7 to midnight, running Chico after dark. Oh. So, yeah, hosting that night. You guys can check me out there. We're claiming that for you permanently. Not, I mean, <laughs> at least co-host. Like we're gonna nego- we're gonna use leverage and really negotiate there. Uh, Evan, anything you got to plug as we wrap up? Nothing really. I got to plug, but Mac, when you host that, you should bring back the, the McDonald's 1987 advert, Mac tonight, and really like lean into that a little bit. Like the or do on. or 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 can you recreate the 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 Jason Alexander McDonald's uh, McDouble with cheese ad? You know what? I will do my best. I'll try to go ahead and get some people behind the scenes, but on it, we'll try to get it done. <laughs> Love it. Look, please, please get it done. They didn't even sponsor today, but look at free ads for, for a mega company like McDonald's. But until next time, Mark McDonald's, McDonald's yeah, 95. Please. Go ahead. Send me the DM. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, let's go. Uh, again, Evan will be off tomorrow. Uh, Jordan Zerm is going to be sliding in. We're going to be talking about all things Evan Mobley. Uh, and again, please hit subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. Everyone be well. Have a good Tuesday.